All right. No intro today. I have to get this massive burden off my chest. Uh, this is Requiem for a Tuesday. I am Adam Pecora. Recording here on 9-11. And the Chicago Bears 9-11'd my heart last night. The range of emotions is honestly like unfathomable. I feel like I don't even know. Like I feel like someone close to me has been like harboring a secret. Like I found out it's like I found out that justice has been on heroin for years and he's really in the thick of it. And like, like, how do you process that from the beginning? Because it's like, oh, I thought so many different things, but never once did I think this. You know what I mean? It's like, I can keep doing the metaphors over and over and over again. <laughs> Look, I woke up in morning, not like the, like the morning a.m., but morning with a U. Do the British just spell morning like the morning, like AM with a U? Because they do that with other shit. So then what is the sad morning in England? Think about that. Uh, anyway, yeah, I woke up as if my father died. <laughs> like there was a weight on my chest and look, I'm reading fucking articles as if I'm Will Smith the morning after the Oscars, like waking up looking for a reaction as if this shit happened to me personally. I invested my entire fucking summer into following this team and like trying to truly be involved and entrenched in the growth to be here from the bottom up, yet again, by the way, from the bottom up with I'm like about to break down into tears with the with the hope that all that I was being fed had an ounce of truth to it that we would see a sliver of growth that there was any competency to anyone in the entire fucking staff who seemed like they knew what they were doing this whole time, and they've just been playing a long fucking con. This is fucking naggy again. And look, Pace was a 50-50 guy. It's just he took those huge fucking swings, and they were all whiffs every time. I mean, Khalil Mack kind of worked. Whatever. And... But he he could build, you could get eight wins out of that. And you just kept seeing the potential and it would get squandered. This is, the potential was gone yesterday. What fucking potential did you see in that team yesterday? There was fucking none. There was not one, okay, if you want to get literal, I'll, I'm going to be nothing but honest as I always am 
about this team, at least my feelings for this team. Roshan Johnson looked great. Everybody was saying that anyway. And who who cares? Because Herbert looks good. He he has the whole time. Running back was the was fine no matter what. So who cares that he did good? What does that matter? What cool. We'll just we can just get another running back that'll be good next year either. Great. We got one fucking good scouting position. I'm too emotional to be speaking fluently, so it's going to be staggered, ladies and gentlemen. Excuse me. It was a JV squad against Alabama out there. All right. I'm going to try to actually break down some, some things, go through some moments, like, because I'm just flummoxed, like, it's like I've been in a cult and so like you know all of the attempts to pull me out I just deflect and I can you know just ignore the truth defense mechanisms gaslighting whatever I gotta do to just be stuck in my reality and then you have that come to Jesus moment however it happens and then you realize instantly that like however much time of your life has been a lie and like you've been completely corrupted and you feel violated and all those complex things. Like that's where I'm at right now. This made no sense to me on any level across the board the entire way. So I guess, you know what? Maybe if we just do it drive by drive and then I can just think of specific points along the way. Cause honestly, like I can't I can't even bring myself in to try to have any structure into this. There's like fifty things that I wanna say that I don't even know how to get there. So here we go. Let's take a step back. Okay, so drive number one. The Packers elect to defer. Bears get the ball first. It's like, okay, great. We're gonna get a shot at the offense we're going to get a glimpse you know honestly why don't why not just take a shot listen this is hindsight's 2020 run a go with dj Moore on the first play like show them what you're trying to do but no fine what do we do simple run no gain instantly behind the sticks you know what i mean so now we go a nice little pass. Fields dumps it down. Okay, you know what? I'm already going to interject. See, this is okay. This is good. This is triggering what I wanted. Fields dumps it down to Herbert for a nice little gain. A lot of the praise that Justin Fields has gotten is his, uh, his uh, new willingness to just dump it off, to accept that the plays downfield aren't there, to commit to his check down, and get chunk plays that way, use run after catch, whatever. He did struggle with that, where he holds the ball and then he just gets sacked. He's always trying to make the big play. That was a big knock across the board on fields. Um, Now he keeps doing that in this game, and everybody's like, well, what the fuck? He didn't throw it downfield. Now this is going to come back to the game plan, but... This is where I'll defend fields is make up your fucking mind. 
if he held the ball too much, now you're mad that he's not throwing it downfield. Well, before he was holding the ball so he could throw it downfield. So that criticism is unwarranted, and that's about the only one. That's about the only one. Uh, that was like the only thing he did well, honestly. Uh, but the scheme itself, let's just go right into that. First things first, okay, last season when the Bears traded for Chase Claypool, he sucks. That I'm pro- He's way down my list. Fuck Chase Claypool. I don't care. Uh, you know, this is all going to have one big asterisk at the end where it's like, hey, if next week they just improve and like look like a real fucking football team, you know, it's a long fucking season. I understand that. This is purely week one reaction, but this is all deserved. But, the, you know, it's a long season. This team is not going to resemble the team it does right now. Pretty much no matter what. Ha- like, even if they won yesterday, that also would not mean everything going forward, etc., cetera, et cetera, So, obviously... I'm admitting that all of this is not going to be set in stone. As I was the entire time trying to hype them up going into the season. So getting that out of the way now, and I will sure do it again at the end. But Chase Claypool is a disaster. It's not working. Every moment has been horrific. Point is, though, the reason that was constantly being doled out for him not gelling with the offenses. Oh, well, this offense is really complicated and hard to learn. And even then, I was like, well, that doesn't make any sense because the offense is terrible. You know, but it's like, ah, oh, this is the system. And there's always the permanent excuse last year was there is no talent on this team, period. That's why the receivers can't get open. The line can't block. So that's a recipe for disaster. Like, one of those two things is bad. Both of those things means nothing can happen. So it's all kind of a what if. Why Why is this offense so complicated? It still sucks. There are no answers and there is no defense for the offense to be complicated in any way if it doesn't fucking work. Another example of Nagy 2.0. He was always trying to do all this razzle-dazzle bullshit that didn't do anything. That's what baffles me about it. Everybody talks about how the Shanahan off, oh, all these motions and whatever to disguise, blah, 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 whatever. Same thing with LaFleur's offense. It's from the same tree. Those offenses move the ball down the field, so whatever they're doing serves a purpose within the offense. This guy just sends people left and right all over the field. The defense is not confused about a fucking thing that is happening. So now you're just setting the team up for all of these false starts and whatever else because they're like, wait, what's going on? None of them seem to even have a fucking grasp of what it is. So simplify it, man. Who the fuck are you? I was critical of this hire. Well, critical. I was skeptical of this hire to begin with because, as previously stated, it was LaFleur's system and he was just the OC. So he didn't create anything. And notice how the Packers offense is doing just fine without this guy. 
I mean, last year, granted, they weren't that great. And that was all the more reason to feed into the Luke Getze hype. But what was that, man? Oh, we'll send a guy in motion and then we'll throw it to him on a bubble screen. And the defense is right there. Like, you didn't disguise anything. You didn't hide anything. What purpose did it serve? The, you're, you have to allude to something else that you're doing. You have to actually do something else so that the motion creates a reason. They're like, oh, now they're going to be running this screenplay and then you beat them downfield or vice versa. Or when they motion this way, that means they're running to the right and then on the next play you play action, you hit them over the top. It's a different play. This is basics. You know what I mean? Like I am, I have never at any point on this show or in real life claimed that I could actually hop into any of these teams and like do any of these jobs. This is so fundamental that I understand it, which just goes to show you how big of a problem this is. Like, if I'm aware of what's going on on that field, you're not doing enough. Like, point blank. Because you know what I can't do? I can't look at a defense and go, he's the Mike. I don't fucking know how to identify that based on scheme. I don't know how to identify a run play because, oh, well, they have the tight end off the line of scrimmage. That usually means run because I don't know teams' tendencies that well. I can admit to all of that. But when you see the same, the same shit over and over again, I mean, what does that accomplish? And the other thing I have to counter all of the points of, well, that scheme just shows you that they don't have faith in Justin Fields and that he can't get the job done and he can't read or whatever. I don't care. If he can't, then show me that he can't. First read, second read, middle depth target. Show me it. If you literally don't even run the plays, then I can't show what you're lacking the trust in. Show me that he sucks then and let's move on. Stop doing these gimmicky little bullshit plays to try to like hold on to either the fact that your scheme is great and that you're some offensive genius that you need to prove to everybody or two that you know you need to have handcuffs on Justin Fields and you're quote unquote protecting him from how bad he is. What is there to protect? It's year three. The guy can either fucking play or he can't. Turn him loose. Let him throw a bunch of picks. The team fucking sucks and is losing games either way. So let him just go out there and be him. Like, he can either do it or he can't. But let him flourish. Let him try to do what he wants to do. How many times has Justin Field been asked what he likes? That's what I wonder. What plays does Justin Fields like to run? Run those plays. Don't run any other plays. And if those plays don't work, then your offense is fucked. Then both the scheme and the quarterback are failing and everything needs to change. There's nothing that you're protecting him from if he's still getting his ass beat on every goddamn play. If the receivers still aren't fucking open and there's nowhere for him to throw to in the first place, then this isn't working and there's no reason to do that. You know, it's don't be naggy against the Browns and just have him fucking run for his life because you don't have a game plan. 
That's not what I'm saying. But the game plan can't be protect Justin from himself, quote unquote. That's all just in the media anyway. Nobody's actually saying that. But if that is what they think that they're doing even, stop. Because what did that accomplish yesterday? And you don't make one adjustment? Not even by the fourth quarter? Like, they had a tendency to run it late in games last year. Um, Because, again, like, what was the point? You're not going to get anywhere. But, I mean, this wasn't just running it late in the game. This was running the exact offensive game plan you've been running for three quarters down by 28 or whatever it was. I mean, that's never going to work. They didn't have to do anything. They didn't. The Packers did not need to make any adjustments. On offense, all they needed to do was give it to Aaron Jones, but that was nothing because the Bears required them to do so. They just weren't. I mean, that was an all-around... Okay. That's mostly what I have to say about the offense. Let's get back into a drive-by-drive. What a fucking joke. So, then they run the gimmicky Cole Komet sneak thing. Everybody's mad because it was like, oh, well, everybody knew immediately that Cole Komet was doing the thing. I'll defend this call simply because this play worked last year. Now, that is the reason why the Packers knew exactly what was going to happen immediately. Um... I don't know. This is where you could get into the naggy, well, we didn't run it on third down because they knew we were going to run it, so we threw it. It's like, well, that doesn't mean that's your only option is to just throw it because they knew you were going to run it. It's like, well, run it, run a play, never mind. That's self-explanatory. But it's the same type of dumb shit. It's like, well, it worked, so we're just going to do it again. I don't know. Uh, and then the sneak on the second play. I mean, look, the O-line had no penetration. That's what everybody should be upset about. Um, you should be able to get a fucking inch, though. So either way, yeah, one of those two, they should have just tried a straight handoff at the very least. Uh, where's your fucking motions there? I don't know. Maybe run a screen, too, if that's all that's in the fucking playbook. I get the criticism. In my opinion, they should have just punted. It was giving them the ball back was the huge mistake. Um, Eberflus after the game called that a high percentage play. Uh, Yes, statistically. So all that that showed me was that he doesn't know what the fuck analytics mean. Yes, fourth and inches is a high percentage play to convert. Your play call is what dictates it being high percentage or not, though. Simply just running a play on fourth and inches does not give you a higher percentage chance of converting it. Pretty basic shit right there, too. Anyway, the defense technically played well on this first drive, but it was every third down. Like, they kept getting them to third downs. It took them 11 plays to go 40 yards. That's technically a positive sign. Um, zero pass rush the entire game. None. And on every third down, all we did was rush four. <sighs> they say this shit on like, pardon my take every week. It's like, 
Oh, well, did you try to get pressure with four? Everyone in the entire NFL, if they could get pressure with four, would. The Bears know for a fact that their defensive line is bottom third of the league at best, even with all of the upgrades. They were replacement players last year, and now they have some quality guys. But those guys should really be the second best guy in the rotation on teams. You can't rush four. And if the logic there is, well, they play great against our offensive line, it's like, well, it's because our offensive line's fucking horrible, which you should be able to be realistic about as talent evaluators, as coaches, as GMs. You should know that your guys are not the top five in their position in the league, and you should not treat them as such. So, whatever. Um, Every third down, both no pressure up front and completely busted coverage. Um, Mostly by linebackers, which is where we upgraded every position to actually have elite quality starters. And where were they? They weren't even there. Eddie Jackson bounced back last year. He's supposed to be revived in this new offense. He gets burned on basic routes. TJ Edwards was the one who got burned by Aaron Jones on just a fucking slant. I forget what they're called coming out of the backfield. Is that a dig? I don't know. Whatever. (coughs) He just gets crossed up and ran by. Same with Eddie Jackson. In the end zone mind you, for Jackson. And then there's no help D on the back end for either of them. Every time, uh, the tight end running just down the field, he was like, yeah, I know what that was. Pretty easy read. It's like, well, why don't your fucking players know what it is then? Well, I mean, there's just no excuse. There's literally just no excuse. And the one of the things that Iberflu said at the end of the game also, uh, yeah, penalties. As if that was the crutch. Like, yes, there were there was a lot of bad penalties because of your bad coaching in general. Uh a team can overcome a second and fifteen. I'm sorry. If this happened with Nagy too, this would be an excuse for him. Oh, so since you're behind the sticks, that just means it's over? We just have to call it? Up, oh, second and fifteen. Well, that's the reason. Discipline. Lack of discipline. Well, how about you just get 15 fucking yards like every other team in the NFL has to do? Blame discipline. Yeah, they weren't. First of all, that's your fault. Blame yourself. But, I mean, where's the discipline to fucking execute after that? Why don't you have anything in your play sheet to get nine yards at any point in time? Why is your goal to get four and a half yards of play? (laughs) I mean, an absolute embarrassment. All right. What's next? (laughs) I mean, fuck Alan Williams, too. That guy's a hack. But, like, the scheme is trash, clearly. It's not working. And (laughs) it just seems like we have more fucking guys that are relegated to, well, we're just going to keep adding guys till the scheme works. Fuck your scheme, bro. Come on. What have you done? 
<laughs> Who the fuck are you? Like, what? Why didn't we just go spend the fucking cap money on whoever? What long-term plan is this? For who? When? Like, next year is the deadline for them to be a contender, not for you to just be getting started. I mean... What does Ryan Poles think he has a a, a 10-year plan to work in here? Uh, Anyway. I mean, mean, really, that's kind of the crux of it. After this, Bears go down a decent drive, results in a field goal. Um, More penalty stuff there. Chase Claypool, who was, I mean, beyond useless. Um... They get a three and out from the Packers, go down, kick another field goal, another penalty. Um, or no, that one was the sack, right? We were at the goal line and uh, tried to do a PA rollout. Unblocked guy. The amount of times the Bears snap the ball and just don't block somebody. It's like the level at which the Bears fail to operate over the course of like a 20-year period Makes no sense because the regimes keep changing and the players keep changing. But how is it all still exactly the same? It doesn't make any sense on both offense and defense. It's exactly the same. I don't get I just genuinely don't understand it. Um, I saw somebody mention that it was because ownership has changed or hasn't changed, that they keep hiring the same type of people, so they keep getting the same kind of results. That's the only logical statement that I can even imagine, but that just doesn't make sense to me still, just no matter what. I, Because polls has a completely different methodology than pasted but the team is fielded exactly the same fucking way they don't attempt a normal offense they can't try a normal offense like look Bryce Young did not play well for the Panthers they have the Bears offense from last he still made regular throws with like attempted at least like I I don't get it and that's a bad example, too. I didn't watch most of their game. Whatever. Look at Anthony. Anthony Richardson had 240 yards passing. Are the, are the Colts good in any way? No. Like, come on. Play an NFL game. Like an NFL team. I... The, the best way to put it is the honeymoon is fucking over. There is zero benefit of the doubt for anyone on this team, on the roster, except DJ Moore. DJ Moore gets a pass. He didn't do anything wrong. Uh, I don't know if he was covered on every goddamn play, but I bet he wasn't. I bet if you go back, he was open on multiple plays. Um, I don't know if he even got to run any real routes that were meaningful or realistic. I don't know. Um, 
All we heard about was their magical connection, him and Justin Fields. Why are why were there two targets? Both Forgetsy and Fields. I I there's no excuse. There's no fucking excuse for that sad ass performance. After the halftime, they pointed it out on the broadcast. Greg Olson is talking about it. The camera guys are going to all the guys. He's like, look at the like the demeanor on the sidelines. These guys are dejected. They're pouting. None of them are together. Nobody's talking. None of them are like pumping each other up. They've all just given up. The entire team gave up. They showed up. Literally, everybody was like, we're trying to change to a championship mentality. They're all like, like, why can't it be us? You're hearing all these things come out of it. Like, yeah, like, we're balling. Like, you guys won't believe it. It's really coming together this year. Everyone is hyped up and saying the same things. And it was literally like they're all just really naive. And they just believed they could win, and then that was it. They just believed they could win. So all you do is show up and believe you can win, and you just win. It was like they missed the whole part where, yeah, believe you can win and go work really hard and then go win. Like, it's a winning mentality. It's not literally just think you're going to win and then you go win, which maybe apparently need to be clarified to everyone because they all went out there and they were like, oh, wait, we're not awesome? Oh, wait, the Packers are winning. Wait, this is sad. We were, we're supposed to be winning. Huh. Well, I thought I was going to win the game. Pout, pout, pout. Like, what the fuck? Grow the fuck up. Are you serious? I couldn't believe that. Even out of Justin, too. It's like, you've shown way better leadership than that the entire time you've been here. Um, So if that tells me anything, I'm going to try to flip this around now because I really just can't keep going. I think I've gotten all the main sticking points out that I want to get out. The light that I can see come out of this is, look, everybody was all gassed up for all the wrong reasons. They take a lot out of this, and they learn all the things that they did wrong, meaning just the players in prep. And they correct, and this week they go hard and they do better. Um I'm worried about Tampa's D either way. That offensive line is horrible. The offensive line coach is clearly horrible. Um, the scheme, the blocking scheme doesn't work. It works for running. That's it. Um, so obviously that's just going to be a nightmare. And guess what? Todd Bowles blitzes like a defensive coordinator should. <sighs> Look, It's third and long and three times in a row. You rushed four, and the secondary got gashed, which is supposed to be great. Why Why the next time would you just do it again, and then again, and then again, and then again? Just blitz. And if the blitz doesn't work, who fucking cares? Because your coverage doesn't work anyway. Like, try something. Okay. Um, but yeah, so that that's my hope that they can somehow take something out of this and spin it around, and hopefully someone... Maybe, hey, Tremaine Edmonds, $18 million. What the fuck did you do yesterday? Uh, Maybe you step up and you go, hey, boys. We got a long fucking season ahead of us. Like, this can't define us. Like, 
we need to change the way we do things because clearly like we're what we're doing isn't working and move on. Um, I also just applied to the Chicago Bears. So take a look at my resume. Let me know what you guys think. Um, hopefully this does not hurt my chances to work with you guys. <laughs> that is real. Um, so, but look, this is how much I fucking care. This is important to a lot of people. If this were a publicly traded company, the, the outcries would be unbelievable. The amount of people that would lose their jobs today after yesterday, like, it's unfathomable. That was literally the worst case scenario barring a catastrophic injuries of any kind. Purely on performance, though, on both sides of the ball, that was the worst case scenario in every way. Um, the two bright spots, Cairo Santos still got it. And Roshan Johnson's a good back, like I said. Um, DJ Moore... Cairo Santos and Roshan Johnson are the only guys who have any benefit of any doubt going forward. Um, again, as stated, if next week they come out and they just play inspired ball and they at least hang in the game, because that's the thing. Last year they were in, what I'm not going to say literally every game, but what, they had 12 one-score one score games or something like that. Like They were in most games. And they played tough despite their lack of talent. This was just a team that had a lack of talent. And they upgraded every single position. They literally upgraded every single position on this team. At least in depth. You know, if some starters carried over, whatever. And they looked worse at every position. Again, except running back. And kicker. So... That is why it's so discouraging. Um, if they can go back to being the team that seems to play like a team and rally together and have each other's backs and, you know, actually play pretty well and formidable despite their lack of talent, you know, this is supposed to be a more talented version of last year's team, is my point, which should mean more wins. But this didn't even look like last year's team. It just looked like a dog shit team, period. There was no fight like last year. And look, if they're going to lose the locker room really quickly in the season, then they need to just commit to making a fucking change right away. Um, it, they need to steer this ship right now, though, or this is going to get out of hand very quickly. And I went from having faith in the coaching staff and their ability to do things like that to now not. Like I said, honeymoon is over. That's that. Um, but that's the only positive possibility is they need to fucking sink their heels into the ground and commit to something else. Um, it could not have gone worse. Just could not have gone worse. Um, the interception, I mean, he just... You just throw that right into coverage. There was just nothing. Like even in the turn, even in terms of forcing the ball, it's like force it high. He he literally didn't know he was forcing it. Uh, and either way, you threw that on a line across the middle of the field. Like 
just know that there's maybe somebody there and throw it and whatever. I mean, whatever. It didn't matter at that point anyway. Um, Cutler used to do that all the time. And it was because the Bears were dog shit and he was getting his ass kicked and it was just fuck it. And uh, that wasn't even one of those. I think he just missed a read, which is embarrassing. And uh, I don't I don't feel good about Justin Fields, really, anymore. Like, this was that deflating. I, I don't... I didn't think that I was being... Um, what's the word I want to use here? Hyperbolic about how I felt going into the season, and I don't feel that I'm being hyperbolic now. Granted, it is literally a reaction, you know? So, and I'm definitely emotionally distraught. But that, I'm I'm only trying to just be as directly communicative as possible about just how disappointing and horrible that was. Um, the fact that it's the Packers, the fact that it's Jordan Love in his first real start, um, he didn't even have to try, man. I mean, imagine you fumble a snap and turn around and there's just a dude wide open all the way downfield. You know what happens when Justin Fields fumbles a snap? Uh, somebody's there to blast their shoulder into his neck. <laughs> Guaranteed. Every time. That's what happens when he just catches a snap. There's just already somebody there. It is ungodly. So, and like, why were none of those screens two receivers? I, I, a million questions. Chase Claypool didn't block on that one play. He just gave up. They showed it. They showed him just not block somebody. Uh, that all 22 must be a fucking disaster. I don't know how everybody on that team doesn't lose their voice from screaming today in those meetings. And I haven't even watched any of the... I watched the post-game stuff yesterday. It pissed me off. I haven't watched any of the con- news stuff from today. I'm going to watch it right after this and just get more mad and be like... And I'm not going to hop back on. Once this episode's done recording, I'm not getting back into it. I'm hoping... Look, I'm hoping that everything turns around. Of course, I would. There's no evidence now, and there's no evidence that this season is going to be anything. And honestly, I hope the Panthers fucking suck, and we get there. Obviously, we get their pick, and I hope that pick is top three. And look, best case, <laughs> the best of the worst case for us is the team is fucking horrible again and we have two picks in the top three next year and hey Caleb Williams welcome aboard I mean honestly like I love Justin Fields and I want the world for that kid that I'm just that demoralized honestly like this this comes from a place of I love the Chicago Bears. I love them. This is this is an intervention for your family member. I made the heroin analogy earlier. It comes right back. Like this is me in a room by myself obviously, but <laughs> trying to give the Chicago Bears a fucking wake up call. Uh we should revolt. They the next home game if the same thing happens boycott nobody show up 
That's where we need to go. This is, that was the worst thing I've ever seen. Um, it, I'm honestly surprised I didn't get worked up into tears throughout this episode. Um, I have no energy to talk about anything else. And I'm sure there's more little clever points that I wanted to make, <laughs> but I, I'm just angry and now I'm out of steam. Um, so I'll be back next week and we'll fucking see how it goes. Hopefully it's not a complete nightmare, as I said. And, uh, yeah, we'll see. Rate, review, and subscribe to Requiem for a Tuesday. Please and thank you. Um, I had multiple requests for this episode. Not requests, really, but I had multiple people message me and be like, oh, boy, <laughs> that was horrific. I'm like, yep, and they're like, can't wait to hear what you got to say about it on the pod, which, hey, if anything, great indication for the show. Thanks for listening. I love you all. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately, I wish this wasn't a topic today. Um, I love ripping on a dog shit movie, but man, when it's your team, it's just brutal. And then my newfound love for the New York Giants, 40 to nothing. I had it I it was off at halftime here. Um tragic day for me. <laughs> Now, I have way more confidence that they'll turn it around over the Bears, but who knows? Honestly, that, that could have been a fluke year for them. Um, man, I, I just still, I, just in shock. I screamed at all my coworkers all day today because it just kept coming up and I just kept going. I just, I can't let it go. I just can't. I will say one other positive thing before I finally close the curtain on this one. Uh, having a two TV setup is amazing. Uh, the NFL, as I mentioned on here, I was doing Red Zone Mobile last year because I'm broke and that was $35 for the year. It's now $80 for the year, but you can just do it on a TV as you always should have been allowed to do. So Apple TV on the big screen running Red Zone when the Bears aren't playing. Just got a broadcast game on the antenna on the small TV. Bears come on. I flip them. Small TV is a smart TV. All worked out great. Red Zone on the small TV. You get it. Uh, Should have kept the Bears on the small TV. And I committed and forced myself to keep them on the big TV until it was fucking over i'm talking four minutes or something into the fourth and i could have been watching the chargers dolphins game a lot more closely so next week the bears might be on the small tv a lot sooner anyway but if you only have one tv you're missing out that's all i gotta say because it was great no commercials on one so no matter what when there's a commercial i got something to watch when I'm just having the Bears on, like, flawless. Flawless. A lot of remote juggling. So when the Bears aren't on, and the broadcast game goes to commercial, I have to switch to the other broadcast game because there's two on when the Bears aren't on. So a lot of remote work there. And then when it was vice versa, I had to mute because I'm trying to do a two-speaker thing, but one speaker is overpowered the other. It's a little thing. 
But I got it down to a science. Pretty great. Come over for football. Bring food. Bring subs. Whatever you want. Uh, rate, review, and subscribe to Requiem for a Tuesday. Thanks again for listening. Um, please share this episode. Let's try to get this into fucking Eberflus's ears. Maybe you can learn a fucking lesson about football. I'm so fired up. I'm so fired up. Honestly, if anyone on the Bears heard this, it would break my heart because I love them. But again, this is all out of love. Can't emphasize that enough. Uh, (laughs) I also covered all my tracks with bitch-ass cop-outs, but I do believe that also. Uh, (laughs) Rate, review, and subscribe. One last time, I'm going to say it. Requiem for a Tuesday. YouTube, Spotify, Apple, all the things. iHeartRadio if you're old. Audible if you're weird. Uh-huh. Check out the music. Check out the merch. Arfat.bigcartel.com. You can follow me on Instagram at adam.arfat. You will know all the stuff. Uh, check out the links in the description below. Thank you just one more time for tuning in. And remember, I are fat. You are fat. We are fat. And we are sad. And, uh,. We just want what's best for you, Chicago Bears. Calculator.